Is the Venny White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010? Is it already? Where did the week go? Good evening, my name is Vinny. You are listening to the Vinnie White Show, a sort of newsy kebab, really, with meaty chunks of news, crunchy opinion salad, smothered with a heavy, impending sense of doom and destruction. Happy Sunday. Pat's there. Oh, he was. Where are you going? He's just going to shut the door. He's the producer, by the way. I'll give you a little fill-in while he's busy. He's a tall, some would say sexually attractive man. Not high. And he has, uh, for a young man, he sports a moustache, which I find a rarity even in these hipster days. What's what's going on with that facial hair? It's the only thing I got. It's the only kind of facial hair I'm working with. What happens if we were to lose it? Do you look a um, a bit too young to be taken seriously without it? It all depends. I think there's like a better version than what I have now that could work short. But I guess just laziness and everything like that more than anything. When you get to my age, um, it's the big 4-0 this year, by the way. Yeah, a couple of months. Um, You get these peculiar white bits in your beard um, that make you look a bit like you've you've dipped your just part of your beard in white paint. But just the left bit and the right bit. I, I, I've seen bits of that. It happens on, you know, like the sideburns as well, just two little white mm, patches. Yeah. I take absolutely no problem in saying that it will be a couple of years before I start using hair dye. And if I was a woman, I'd have fake boobs. I, I see absolutely no problem in any of it. I met a man this week. He came into the shop and he said that I'll be back for my canvas soon. I'm just going to go and get my nails done. I didn't know you could admit that. Yeah, I guess it's a metrosexual kind of... Not even metrosexual anymore. I guess just regular guys uh, do it. Yeah, he was a big manly man. In fact, he told me he was building the new Starbucks near me. He was doing renovations. And then he said, I'm going to go and get my nails done. What kind of a topsy-turvy world are we living in? Maybe construction workers need really well-groomed nails. Mm. And why not? Hmm? Right. Um, Amanda Capito is drunk. She is unprofessional and she is not going to be here. But it's her birthday, so it's a pretty good excuse. However, to fill in for her, uh, because she's become such a regular section of the show, I'm going to be talking to my friend who is a pilot. And I'm going to talk to him particularly about this United Airlines flight, um, which was supposed to take off yesterday. And the woman that was flying the plane got on in civilian clothes then said, um, does anyone want me to change? I'm happy to fly like this. Can we have a vote? And people thought, that's a bit weird. Then she said, I think both Trump and Hillary were liars. And everyone thought, good point. Not entirely relevant. Shouldn't you be flying a plane? And then she said, I'm going through a divorce. And people thought, hang on a minute. This is an overshare if ever I saw one, even for an American. And then she pointed to a couple, an interracial couple in first class and said, yay, unity. At which point everyone suddenly thought, I think she's hammered. I think she's off her face. Um, So I'm going to talk to him and ask him if he has ever flown a plane drunk. And if the answer is yes, I think I can all definitely say no one's going to be up in the air anytime soon. Uh, So that will happen later. Uh, First, I suppose we should probably talk about that man. Last week I took a week off it, but we'll have a quick brief little moment on the Orange Cheeto man um, just to have a look 
at what's going on down there. Um, apparently this week uh, it's become quite normal for uh, people to come over the border here into Canada. Uh, the USA has now become a nation that people are trying to escape. Let's just take a minute to let that sink in. USA has now become a nation that people are trying to escape. Uh, it's been three weeks, so quite impressed with that. Well done to Scrotus. And uh, if you don't know who Scrotus is, this is the new name for the uh, President of the United States. I thought POTUS was a bit much. It flew around on Twitter. I liked it. I'm having it. Scrotus, so-called ruler of the United States. Because he does look a bit scrotomy as well, doesn't he? A bit jowly. Um, many in America now are asking, when do US citizens qualify for refugee status? Uh, this week, a video of a Syrian family crossing the Canadian border in Quebec is making the rounds on Twitter. People are praising the border police uh, for appearing to help the family cross the border in a treacherous conditions, something about minus 15 degrees or thereabouts it was. And the family with a small child uh, made it across the border here into Canada. Uh, one American on Twitter I noticed underneath said, uh, as an American, I thank you and I grieve. Please tell the family I'm sorry. Our apologies for our moronic President Trump. Good for Canada and humanity. This is what compassion looks like. Uh, another American wrote, Our apologies for our moronic President Trump. Um, good for you, Canada, uh, for pe treating people like people. And another guy wrote uh, some racist stuff, but there was always going to be a few. Must be embarrassing to be an American under Scrotus. You know? I remember when I was a kid and my mum and dad had an argument in the supermarket and it was about nothing. I think it was about the colour of a bowl that they were arguing about. Like they want, and they were proper going at each other. And I walked off and uh, I just sort of got myself lost on purpose because I couldn't cope with the embarrassment of being under their rule. And I looked across the parking lot at a, a utopic McDonald's where parents were playing with their kids in a ballpark and I thought I don't remember voting for these people to govern me and I think that really is what it must feel like to be an American at the moment at least a sane one um, more news from America and the trumpet a uh, 24 hour live live art project really from the Museum of the Moving Image in New York was launched do you remember this it was launched to coincide with Donald Trump's inauguration it's been shut down after it's become a flashpoint for violence. It was supposed to be an anti-Trump work of art. It consisted of a camera located on the exterior of the museum. Yeah, the Museum of Moving Image in New York. And the whole point was visitors and passers-by were invited to go up to the camera and say, he will not divide us. He will not divide us. And it was supposed to happen non-stop live for the next four years as a part of an art project. Uh, the footage was being streamed in real time at he will not divide dot us dot us right. Um, so that was a good idea. When the project titled "He Will Not Divide Us" was first launched, some white supremacists turned up amongst those uh, united against Trump. It seems, however, that things have escalated since then, with rowdy crowds grouping around the live webcam and causing disruption. The exhibit itself was forced to shut down this weekend because of these incidents. So it's supposed to last four years. Done. 
In a statement explaining the closure of the exhibit, the Museum of Moving Image explained, Over the course of the installation, there have been dozens of threats of violence and numerous arrests, such that the police felt compelled to be stationed outside the installation 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Ending our engagement with the installation is the most prudent path forward to restore public safety to the museums, its visitors, uh, staff and the community. Yeah, now I guess you can stand there and shout, he has divided us. Until you go blue in the face. Maybe there'll be a new project called What's the Point in Anything? 360 million people are ruled by a narcissistic sexist with small hands, smaller morals. Anyway, one of the final groups to appear on webcam were a number of shirtless men, some with uh, tattoos relating to a Nazi party and the Third Reich. They were dancing all semi-naked, their tops off, which fair play to them. It's pretty chilly out there, even in New York. So it um, wasn't a beautiful sight. They were also dancing with milk, um, which apparently is, has rapidly become a symbol of white supremacy. Yeah, they all had like big, you know, those four litre jugs of milk. In the footage captured, one man walks up to the camera and says, you need an ice-cold glass of pure racism. And another man says to the camera, hey, all you non-whites, I bet you can't do this before chugging down the milk. I think anyone can drink milk. Yeah. It might be good if you've got something massively against uh, lactose-intolerant people. I bought a pint of milk from a black woman this morning and she didn't even quiver, so I think... Your point might be lost. I saw the footage of this and, um, yeah, I, I mean, whilst I respect them for taking their shirt off in this weather, I, I wouldn't be taking my shirt off if I looked like them. The white supremacists dancing around. A um, couple of them were quite slim, but uh, there were some some proper chubbers. And uh, I know you're a white supremacist, but even you could enjoy a tan. You know, you don't have to take your message that far. They are proper white. And one of them so fat, his belly takes about a minute to catch up with him. I actually thought it was in slow motion at first. I'm not turning you on, am I, Pat? No, not at all. <laughs> that would be pretty niche if I was. Anyway. <sighs> Piers Morgan and J.K. Rowling had a fight this week on Twitter. That was quite funny. I saw that. I thought it was good. Yeah. Who do you think won? I'm going to go ahead with um, the well-known author that happens to be quite good at writing. Who do you think won? They both lost. <laughs> the internet won, and they lost. I think she lost more because I never thought she would the kind to just... Pierce Morgan is like a trolley type character. He does this kind of stuff a lot. He wants attention. But she has, like, legitimate works of art, you could say, under her belt. She's way above him as far as anyone's I see your point. Goes. So, in a sense, you could say she's actually demeaned her scent, herself by stooping down to get involved in an internet argument with a, a man with a face that really needs a smack. If she, yeah, she's better than that. She should have found, found a, a better intellectual on the opposite side of the political arena if she really wanted to win something. You have a very good point. Um, sorry, I said that with quite a surprise, like you never do. So, sorry. <laughs> You you often have a very good point, point, and this was one of those situations. Pat. Thanks. Whew. Tell her I've got a girlfriend, can't you? Yeah. Harry Potter's also way better than anything Pierce Morgan's ever did, so. Um, yeah. yeah, well, what's Pierce Morgan done apart from uh, be sacked from the mirror for forging pictures that depicted uh, the torture? She brought that up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I she didn't. That was funny. Did she bring that up? What did she say about that? Uh, she... Uh... 
it was uh, so she just said like oh uh when you're not busy forging uh, something 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 and I, then the article links to the entire Boom. story and, yeah. and a lot of people in north america don't know that because they just saw him as some smug brit like we all are that's come across the pond and then slugged his way onto absolutely every piece of television until he's been fired they don't realize that he has a background in the daily mail sorry my apologies, in the Daily Mirror in the United Kingdom, where he was fired for forging photographs. Yeah, for us, he was a judge. Then he got Larry King's job for some reason. Mm. That's our experience with and him. And how did that go? Not, uh, not particularly well. I remember Chelsea Handler, the comedian, really brutalised him on his show about how badly the show was doing. Yeah. It's great. The good thing about J.K. Rowling is that she didn't actually have to say much in Twitter because, obviously, she's got so many fans and Piers Morgan really doesn't. So a lot of people crushed him for her. Uh, for example, this tweet from someone that said, Watching beloved author J.K. Rowling crush failed talk show host and phone tapper Piers Morgan on Twitter is everything you'd hope it to be. Uh, someone else wrote... Pierce Morgan versus J.K. Rowling. One profits from fictional stories about ridiculous evil characters and the other one writes books about wizards. Gold. Um, and also, of course, uh, it's been a difficult week for... Uh, moving back onto the Trump thing for a second. Um, it's been a difficult week for him because a Dominican Republic newspaper pick used the picture of Alec Baldwin being Trump. That's going to keep happening. And I wonder... You know, because, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I've worked for a newspaper. You don't get paid much. Did he just think, oh, I'll just use this one. It's funnier. The Dominican Republic is no, it's close enough to have been affected by U.S. policy so much they probably have to regularly cover it. Yeah. It was pr it, deliberate. Absolutely. Quite. Although I don't take, I'm not sure about your synopsis of it's close enough to be affected by U.S. policy as if U.S. policy only affects people that are close to the U.S., it, 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 the uh, effect is absolutely greater the closer you get. That's all I mean. Oh, I suppose you could say that. There's small African republics that really have no interaction with the U.S. They have way more interaction with, you know, China and Russia. That's what I mean is they're closer to the U.S. in that regard. Yeah, but moving past Africa, you get to the Middle East. I'm not saying it's 100% everywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. We need, a, we need a political impact map from the States. Oh, do we? Um... And then, of course, this week, also the weird thing about Trump this week, he was speaking to the Japanese PM, right? You know the Japanese PM speaks Japanese. Did you know that? I wasn't aware. Mm, speaks Japanese, the Japanese PM, right? Do you know who doesn't? Uh, President Trump. Not entirely sure he speaks English, but he definitely doesn't speak uh, Japanese. Didn't stop him forgetting to put in his earpiece, I think he thought there'd be subtitles, and nodding. Just nodding. He could be nodding at anything. Yeah, just nodding and being polite. He even had a chuckle at one point. A false chuckle. You know when you do that? You know when you're in the pub and you don't quite hear someone, but they've already repeated the gag, and you go, <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, God, I hope it wasn't racist. Just to move on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, on Trump news, uh, I think probably the best news this week, Trump-related, is the Trump pizza. Yes, there is a pizza called the Trump pizza. It has an all-bread border if you're interested in this, you'll need to get yourself down to a little town called Midland in Texas. It's currently offering what the owner, Rob Jenkins, describes as a Trump pizza with an all-bread border. What is it? Well, it's one whole pizza. Half of it is a Mexican taco pizza, which is taco meat and chilies. Separated that by a huge bread border, the other half is chicken and Cheetos, inspired by Donald Trump's skin tone. Back of the net. Wow. Do they smuggle salsa from one side of the board to the other? 
<laughs> are there tunnels deep within the dough and ladder construction going on nearby? Quite. I suppose, really, we need now, we also need there to be another section with another wall with poutine on the other side, don't we? Yes, but it's cold poutine. Cold poutine. Or at least two-thirds of it's cold. Oh, my God. It has hardly any gravy on it. Best idea ever. And we could cover it with icing sugar for effect. Snow. Oh, right, the snow. Yeah, yeah, snow. yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking? I was thinking of eating it. I was like, I, did, I would prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> right, better do a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about anything other than that. Arse hat. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News, News Talk 1010. So I would like to move on from our prior conversation and um, set something up with you. I'd like to text in today, and you can text on 71010. Tell me your difficult flight moments, and um, you'll see where I'm going with this in a minute because there's been a slightly bizarre flight recorded this weekend, which we're going to get into. But I'd like to hear your uh, horrifying, or perhaps best, but let's be honest, the, the juicier the better. Horrifying flight moments. What's the worst thing that happened to you? The biggest delay, the most bizarre situation, uh, or the biggest, uh, I don't know, accident you've ever had on a plane. Seven ten ten. And uh, the reason I bring this up is I want to speak now to a pilot friend of mine. His name's Jay, and we're going to get him on the phone. And, uh, well, let's, let's first of all... Uh, because he, he could be known to swear. I don't want any swearing, okay? Right. Okay, good man. Jay joins me. He has a, ma- a mouth like a, a trucker, like a sewer, but we'll keep him clean as he's uh, going to join us now. Jay is a North American airline pilot. We, will, we'll, we won't reveal exactly who you are, just in case you say something controversial. <laughs> How are you, Jay? Good. Very good, good. Good stuff. You're not flying today, I assume? Day off. Mm. Where are you going tomorrow? Uh, another day off. <laughs> Tough life, buddy. Tough life. Where are you going this week? Well, overnighting in Washington. Mm. Washington, D.C. You must spend a lot of time in Washington, don't you? A couple of days a month. Yeah, it's probably enough nowadays, I would think, because it's quite, quite ten- a lot of tension there at the moment. Uh, I have seen my share of it, yeah, with the travel ban. There was a lot of uh, a lot of people demonstrating at the airports. That's for sure. Mm. So I want to read your story, Jay, and I thought I'd get your lowdown on it because you are in the biz. Because um, I want to know if this is a bigger problem than I'm aware of. So I all will be revealed. So did you hear about this United Airlines pilot that uh, just before takeoff yesterday she bought she boarded uh, in civilian clothes and told passengers over the intercom that both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were liars, and, this, and then she said, I'm getting a divorce. <laughs> uh, I did hear something about that, unfortunately, yes. I okay. did hear something about that. So apparently today the airline, United, declined to identify the pilot or comment beyond a previous statement, apologising to customers, many of whom left the plane out of concern for their safety. It was a flight from Austin, Texas to San Francisco, and it took, well, it was about, supposed to take off. Uh, with this woman. She turned up dressed in civilian clothes and then she said, am I all right to just fly like this or do you want me to get in uniform? And then she asked the passengers to take a vote. Oh, my God. (laughs) I didn't hear about that part. She did that. Then she she said, um, I just want to let you know that I haven't voted for Trump or Clinton because they're both a bunch of liars. 
And then according to a witness who was tweeting his way through this whole thing, he said it really went downhill from then. She then mentioned that she was going through a divorce and then she commented on an interracial couple in the first class section saying, quote, yay, unity. Wow. Well, I hope she's got a strong union. I'd be calling it up right away. Now, far be it from me to accuse you of being drunk, but when I'm drunk, I rant about my exes, the state of American politics, and I love any form of happy couple. So I would say she is displaying the hallmarks of a drunk. Is this not the case? Well, it could very well be. I mean, certainly she uh, seemed a, a little bit emotional. That's probably why you don't bring your uh, your problems to work and you especially don't bring them to a cockpit. Yeah. Um, it'd be a little bit unnerving if you were a passenger to see that. You guys are trained in this, I assume, in the same way that when I did my motorbike test, they said never get on it if you're angry or upset. I assume the same is the case with an aeroplane full of passengers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that that's for sure, you yeah. know. I mean, you can take sick days if you're emotional. You know, you shouldn't bring them to work. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know any pilots that really do. And uh, that's the way I've always played it. There's one guy who said he was tweeting his way through it. His name is Randy Rise. And he says, I'm shaking right now. I just left my United flight at 455 because the captain demonstrated that she was not mentally in a safe space. And that's not an overly sensitive man, Jay, because that man is called Randy Rise. So he's obviously got through a hard life. <laughs> he went on to say she was crying uh, when I saw her in the airport. Yeah, apparently back in the terminal, she was speaking to two uniformed officers where she was crying. She apologised and I wished her well and said I hope she gets all the help she needs. So people get emotional. You, even you, Jay, are, last time I checked, a human. What's what's the what's the drill here? I mean, can you phone and say, oh, "Listen, I'm in a terrible emotional space. I can't fly a plane." Is that all right? Yeah, that is all right. Yeah, that that's per- perfectly acceptable. I mean, you, you know, the fact that she didn't even bother to put on a uniform speaks volumes. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously she she wasn't in a proper state emotionally to fly the plane, and mm. she shouldn't be at work. Since I've got you on the phone, I would love to ask you this because um, I, I've always wanted to ask, given the opportunity, do you sometimes forget that you have left the light on banning people from going to the toilet and forcing them to be in a seatbelt, even though the turbulence finished half an hour ago? Uh, yes, I, I, will, <laughs> I will admit that. Uh, usually the flight attendant uh, will remind us because the passengers need to go. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 does, uh, it, does, uh, it does happen. I don't know what you do up there now that you've got these reinforced doors. I am pretty confident that you're just sitting back smoking a cigar and drinking a whiskey. <laughs> but the rest no, of us need a no. pee, okay? Right. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. I'll, uh, I'll make sure I'm a little more, uh, you know, um, conscientious. Yes. yes, I understand. Absolutely. Um, give us a little secret into the business. I've always found it a fascinating business. Just being a passenger is already exciting enough. But when you do it for a living, what's the underworld of being a pilot like? <laughs> the underworld? Mm. I don't know if there, there there is no underworld in the airlines. It's no. pretty uh, cut and dry. Yeah, it's just SOPs and, you know, uh, going from A to B as safely as possible. See, I appreciate that, but you can't tell me there aren't the occasional moment when you're, you know, holed up on a beautiful Caribbean island with what happen to be young women in their 20s that are employed by you and think of you as a great figure of authority, where you might just have a few cocktails, bearing in mind you might not be flying out the next day. Is is it any glamour that I always think that it must be? 
Well, I tell you, you, you end up sweating a lot in that uniform in those hot conditions mm. when you're on the beach, right? Because our uniforms are made of wool, and they're not conducive to you know keeping you cool. And obviously, you, you couldn't possibly afford a pair of shorts at this point. No, no, absolutely not. No, 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 There's no, no. The money's not in that business anymore, is it? It really isn't. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. do you, do you like your job in general? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like traveling and I like flying. I love flying. You know, the weather is the bi- biggest factor, right? When it starts to snow, you know, you got to de-ice and you're going to take delays all day. So that's that's probably one of the downsides to the job. But, you know, that's also what keeps it uh, a good variety. Do you ever um, use your authority and uniform for beneficial perks in life? In other words, do you ever get a free coffee? Uh, you know, I don't get any free stuff. No, it used to be such a glamorous. Do you remember that movie years ago? I can't remember what it was. It was that. It was a con man in the United States. Who was that? Yeah, catch me if you can. And it was based on a true story where this guy would dress up a pilot and just get away with absolutely anything, including cashing false checks in a bank and doing wiring yeah. transactions that were completely and utterly corrupt, and indeed flying a plane that he couldn't fly. Yeah, I don't know if he actually flew it. I think he just deadheaded everywhere. He just sat in the jump seat. And pretended he was a pilot. This was before the days you actually had to have, you know, ID passes and this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, we have our biometrics are all in our actual IDs now. So they do a retinal scan and they do fingerprints and they know your name and all this other stuff. And it's all in a little chip. And so every time I go into the airport and I go through security through the uh, crew lines, uh, get that that pass scanned every time. I see. That movie really painted the idea of being a pilot as some literally high-flying, glamorous job that was full of luxury and people having an implicit trust towards you. Those days slightly dried up then. Right. We're we're just maybe a step above a TTC bus driver. (laughs) (laughs) You're a TTC with wings. (laughs) That's it. That's exactly... Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for joining us today, and uh, I assume, and if the answer is yes, then please deny it, I assume you don't board a plane drunk on a regular basis? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not, Vinny. It's been my pleasure talking to you today. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you, Jay, the pilot somewhere in North America. I should have put on a British accent. Hello. <laughs> You'd think a man like you could possibly do a better... You've travelled to Britain enough times in that yeah. tin box that you insist on flying, and that's the best you can do for an accent? Well, all my accents, unfortunately, are Monty Python, and, and they're all like, hello! You know, it, it's all women, right? Those guys are playing women half the time, so, you know, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do a British woman, but you can't do a British yeah. man? No, that's right. What's that's your American right. like? You spend a lot of time in the States. What's your, what's, can you do a Texas? How y'all doing? Oh, that's not bad. How's that? It's not bad, eh? Yeah. Y'all from around here? Give me a New York. Yeah, can I get some guns? New York. Some ammo and some beer? (laughs) Sorry, did I say give me some stereotypes? I meant, can I have a New York? Oh, New York. uh, Hey, forget about it. Not for nothing, you know? That's not bad. That kind of stuff. I'll get a coffee. You got a coffee? I need a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, I want a coffee and forget about it. And now, just back to British again. Hello, (laughs) my name is... (laughs) You know my name is Simon. We'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them in the air. 
We will never surrender. That's sort of like when Winston Churchill meets Terminator. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know it, brother. Take care, mate. Speak to you soon. Okay. Yep. Cheers, mate. Ta-da. Bye-bye. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Nice to be here. Pat's the producer. He has some facial hair. He's a tall man. I, however, do not sport facial hair and I'm not tall. We are very much the yin-yang of radio. Now, Pat, while you're there, in a completely and utterly impromptu way, and definitely not in any way to benefit me, have you had any thoughts recently about a gift that you might need to get someone whose birthday's coming up? Yeah, I've had a few thoughts. I just keep going back and forth between something that's uh, nice and personal, but also uh, affordable and convenient. Problem is those personal gifts that you often get, they're a little bit trashy, aren't they? A little bit um, tacky. What you need, particularly with that face of yours, is to reproduce that face onto a canvas and give it to a loved one so that even when you're not there, like now, for example, they could look at you. Yeah, but where could I find some place that'll take my digital photos and blow them up onto a big canvas? Well, my friend Vinny owns a shop called MrPhotoCanvas.com. Now, he's not some dodgy Italian. Oh, no sirree, Bob. Vinny knows his stuff. So much so, he'll ask you for the money once your canvas is printed. So I pay on pickup? You sure do, and that's the kind of biz snatch that he runs. At MrPhotoCanvas.com? Yeah, He's my twin brother, and he told me to say that MrPhotoCanvas.com can reproduce your photograph or artwork on canvas for cheaper than most other people, but I'm not sure because I haven't done that much research. Wow, so MrPhotoCanvas.com. Boom. Thanks, mate. No problem. Um, Flight dilemmas, flight nightmares, 71010, your worst flight so far. Uh, I got kicked in the back by a small boy over and over again for seven hours. Mate, you've got to do something about that. <laughs> Surely after the first half hour. Yeah, you need to get a good, practice your good scowl. Yeah. You normally don't even need to say anything to little kids. They're afraid of everything. That's it. Um, I was trapped between two screaming babies for three hours, says someone. And my favourite, if this is true, I actually genuinely feel sympathy for you. I went on a flight from Denver via Chicago to Ottawa. I was stuck on the runway in summer for five hours between two football players. The air conditioning didn't work. They broke down in sweats. Then when I finally got off the plane, many hours later, they'd lost my baggage. Oh. Doesn't say much for Denver. Nah. Um, I don't, I don't, know, I don't want to get too political, but I am genuinely interested in your thoughts on um, what lines Trudeau should give to Trump tomorrow as well. So text them as well as your uh, nightmare aircraft stories. 71010, what should he say? Just in case he's listening, we can give him some political advice. Over to you on that one. Uh, Oregon police this week uh, announced the capture of a four-legged criminal. Uh, For months, a pot-bellied pig has been causing havoc on the streets of a small city called Forest Grove, Oregon. Police say the pig had allegedly been harassing residents in the neighbourhood of Forest Grove over the last several months. The pig's reign of terror went all the way back to November when police were called to three pig-related incidents on three consecutive days uh, but were unable to apprehend the pig. The Forest Grove police log for those days makes particularly fantastic reading. 
I've done the uh, benefit of going back through the uh, police archive and I've picked out the best days since the pig's reign of terror has started. And that was all the way back in November. 17th of November, the police recorded police looking for a little black pig reportedly running down 16th Avenue from Cedar, unable to find. Right? Things hotted up the next day. Hang on to yourself. Uh, citizen reported pig near bushes on 17th Avenue, likely related to call on previous day, noted officers. They're sharp, aren't they? Um, officers located the pig, however, it eluded capture. Hang on, hold on to yourself, there's more. 19th of November, two more calls reporting loose pig, one from off-duty Sheriff's Department. Officers again attempted to locate grabbed pig, Pig made a run. That's embarrassing. Pigs are hard to catch. This one particularly, the fugitive was eventually given the name Piggy Smalls after the late New York rapper, the notorious B.I.G. Um, Smalls has been caught, ladies and gentlemen. In the last few days, Smalls is on lockdown. However, he will be released from custody to an animal rescue uh, facility once he's been uh, checked out. Uh, officers have been toying with changing his name from Piggy Smalls to Babe, boring, Kevin Bacon, like what you did there, Piggy Sue, Spamantha, you get it? Uh, yeah, it's just not that good. <laughs> You're not pissing yourself laughing, mate. This is the Oregon Police Department's best work, so... No wonder it took them so long to get a, to catch the pig. Well, one said... Uh, <laughs> It would be funny if it was a flying pig. Then we could call it Piggles. Uh, do you get it? Jesus. <laughs> That's the best response you could have given. Uh. Right, 7-10-10. What should Trudeau say to Trump? First one, Phil in Hamilton. Uh, Trudeau should say to Trump, is that a toupee or a dead raccoon on your head? I think we need to sort of... We go in easy. We go in easy. Although, at this point, uh, uh, someone else says, Ace is up Trudeau's Canadian sleeve. America's largest oil supplier is Canada. Uh, fairly do's. And uh, someone else says, uh, what should Trudeau say to Trump? Very simple. Can you stop being an arse hat? Again, there's ways. Mind you, he's not that big on diplomacy, is he? Well, I see the Texters have learned uh, over the past uh, year exactly how to talk to him to get your way. Yeah. Just be belligerent. He, cer he certainly doesn't overreact to small slights. There's no way he's going to start, you know, th threatening us if we, we insult him. No, he's fine with that. Um, I read a really good article in Now this week, actually, and someone said, in many ways... Donald Trump's first three weeks has been the exact polar opposite negative of the first three weeks that Obama should have done. In other words, he should have done an executive order and said, I don't care what you think. I'm shutting Guantanamo. I'm not in the least bit interested in the conversation. I would, I would have loved him. I really can't stand Obama, but if he had shut down Guantanamo, uh, that right there would have been yeah. gone so far but uh yeah they're and and they, he should have just said okay i know that the the nra have a massive swing on things i'm not gonna allow that anymore you know there was too much pussyfooting 
says the article, and I tend to agree with it. Yeah. And Obama also now has created this massive, basically, presidential assassination squad and robot army that, what do you think Trump is going to do with it? Obama used it to terribly and got innocent people killed all over the world, and now Trump's inherited it. Are we talking about drones? Yeah, and the JSOC, which is like the SEAL team guys who report directly to the president. Mm, I can't take them seriously because they're called SEALs. I mean, have you seen a seal? Yeah, it's the it was the worst animal to choose. So rubbish. At it? one point, they were called frogmen. I thought that was kind of cool. Frog. That's you know, better. It was a Vietnam era kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, if if I said to you, "Oh, Pat, lock the door. The seals are coming," you'd go, oh, "I can't be bothered." I would want to see the seals. Yeah. Actually, you might as well call them beavers. Oh no, the special trained beavers. All oh, the raccoons are on the loose. Yeah, I've never heard of a seal doing anything wrong. Yeah. They usually get killed by killer whales. It's yeah. terrible. They should have picked killer whales. Maybe, exactly. Killer whales. Or go way the other way and just say, you know, fluffy squirrels. Because then that would lull people into a full sense of security. Bingo. You're welcome. Um, somebody said, uh, tomorrow, that meeting, I agree with O'Leary. It will be like Bambi negotiating with Godzilla. And... Uh, Somebody else says, Vinny, any Valentine's plans? Oh, you saucy little sausage. Yeah, I've got a bird, don't I? Hang on, sorry, going to boyfriend mode. Yes, I have a beautiful woman in my life. Was that good? Absolutely, and you'll, I'm sure, take the day to cherish her. I've bought a card, I bought it in England, and it is so absolutely abhorrently offensive that I think even though she's got a good sense of humour, she might dump me. I can't even reveal a word of it. It's disgusting. It's the most vile card I've ever seen. I bought it in a gift shop in Brighton. I think it would be banned in Canada. Do you have a good material gift to follow it up to ease <laughs> the kind of tension? Not yet, but I'm going to get one. You need something tangible. <laughs> uh, keep your texts coming to 71010. I really enjoy hearing from you. Uh, what should Trudeau say to Trump tomorrow is definitely something that I'd like to hear your thoughts on. And coming back, we'll talk about Finland. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You're very informative on the text, 71010. Someone says, uh, they're called seals because they operate sea, air, and land. Seal. Why is it S-E-A-L then? I need to be pedantic about acronyms. Well, actually, if you're going to do that, you could also say, why not call them air, sea, oceans and land, and then you could have asshole. You're welcome. Um, your text so far, what should uh, what should Trudeau say to Trump? Um, someone says, hey, Donald, do you want to swap wives tonight? I mean, I, you know, it's, it's not entirely fair to be so judgmental as to look at looks. But if you were walking through a pub and you saw them four, and you said, right, I'm going to team up A with B, B with A. I don't think you'd come up with what's actually happened, would you? Is what I'm saying. Chuck in a bit of money, a bit of a shallow nature, mix it all up. That's what you get. Um, anywho, what else have we got? Uh, I hope tomorrow's negotiations go well and he doesn't clasp his small hands too much, says someone. Yeah. Did you see the Japanese handshake? That was... Oh, God. The high five or whatever? so cringy. Jap- Japan's in a rough place. The Typically what happens, especially with World War II, is when all these countries 
have these big, massive economic downturns. That's when all these smaller countries get really antagonistic and start doing crazy stuff like North Korea is doing. So if the U.S. is distracted by other stuff, then their allies will suffer. In some ways, I have to mention at this point that despite the fact that I'm always extremely critical of U.S. foreign policy, how stupid does North Korea have to be to fire a nuclear missile into the sea today? How stupid are you? I think it's desperation. I think that in the past it's really indicated that, well, also that they they do get paid off when this happens. We've paid them a lot of times in the past when they start rattling the saber, but that usually marks their most absolutely desperate things. Like Russia invading Crimea is because Russia's economy is now dependent on acquiring new territory, very similar to China. Pat, if you carry on talking politically, I won't have time to mention the fact that Finland has a word for getting drunk in your underwear, and I think that's the most important news of the day. Whilst I love you, let's get this in. Fact. Finland has a word for getting drunk in your underwear at home. We've all felt the frustration for not being able to find this word to describe the sensation of boozing in your pants. Yes, Finland has you covered, or at least if you have the urge to get drunk at home alone in your underwear with no intention of going out. The word, in case you are learning Finnish at the moment, is kalsurkanit, and it should be used whenever you've had a bad week, uh, have an open bottle of gin and your friends are busy and you just want to lie out in your underpants getting mildly drunk. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, kalsurkanit. Uh, is all you need in your life. If you uh, Also, I'll leave you on this note, 71010. I think Trump will give Trudeau a dress from the Ivanka dress line. <laughs> I don't think you can get it anywhere else now. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. A discombobulated, but hopefully reasonable show. I'm sure we can only do better next week. Bear with us. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Ta-da.